0: Ladies
1: and gentlemen, we're here. <laughs> I'm part of the clique, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea. Yeah. Wait. Peter Georgina! Woo! 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 Give me a hell yeah! Hey, oh. A little bit of the bubbly.
0: Woo! It, 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 it doesn't matter! I <laughs> not This is where the power lies! I am uh, the man! We need it! It's showtime! The following episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is in the click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from the Fight
1: Game Podcast. It's John Larocca. How's it going, John? It is going good, man. I'm still I'm still eating ham. How are you from my <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, feast? Me too. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm still trying to get creative with it. Like, you know, at this point. You know, I made like this I made this awesome breakfast casserole though. Like a okay. big guy. And so I made like this breakfast casserole with ham and some hash browns, some of course, eggs and some <laughs> bell peppers. So uh that's like the last thing. And then I then I finally just got smart. I'm like, you know I'm gonna freeze some of this damn ham before I okay. stick it.
0: Dude, yeah, real talk. Yeah, so, uh, well, once again, happy uh, belated Thanksgiving to you as well. You. I know we already did that last week, but publicly on the podcast, so it's official. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, dude, like, so, last week, I was asking my brother a couple days before Thanksgiving, I was like, do we need to go to the store and get anything? And he's like, nah, I think we're good. And then, like, I was, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving's coming. We're going to have plenty of leftovers throughout the weekend. So, I mean... Every night, my brother was trying to be creative. He was making turkey melts and uh, all these different, like, combinations of things. But, uh, yeah, I went to the fridge earlier, and yeah, we still have some ham left. So, I'm like, what else can we make some, like, ham and, like, some sort of item? I was even thinking, um, we have some of those, like, ramen noodles. So, maybe, like, chop them up and put, like, ham in there. That's that's one idea I had. I haven't done it
1: yet. Your brother's a cook, right? He's a chef, right? Yeah, he's a chef. So, uh so- God, he should. He's how's that work around your house? Does he's the one that you? So, what are you gonna make for dinner? Is that, is that the kind of yeah. we throw out there? Like, hey, yeah, uh.
0: absolutely, literally, comes on it. Yeah, he he goes to the grocery store. He buys his items. He has his list of different recipes. Like, literally, he has some cookbooks, or he'll check online. He'll make a list of different items for different recipes he's want to do. Uh, and yeah, he buys it, makes it, and that's how I maintain this, uh, uh, handsomely large beautiful. figure that, that I have. So, uh, beautiful. Don't worry about it. Beautiful. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, thank you to my brother Tommy for, uh, another awesome Thanksgiving in the books. He did all the yeah. work and, uh, yeah, it was, it was so good. So, uh,
1: whenever I meet him in person, I'll be probably picking his brain about cooking because I'm a white belt in the, in the kitchen right now. Okay. I'm a white belt. I love cooking though. I love cooking. Yeah. I watch, if I'm not watching wrestling, I'm watching Food Network. That's what my, 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 nice. like, my. I got diners, diner drives. I'm getting ins- uh, inspiration and stuff. I'm I'm always trying to figure out something new and fun to cook, you know. So okay,
0: well, one of these I, I got to introduce you to Guy Fieri. He's been on the show. He's been in the studio before. You know Guy Fieri personally? Yeah, I mean, like you know, from like a professional. Like he knows yeah, 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 of yeah. the morning show. Like you know, he's up in Santa Rosa. Like he's called in a handful of times. He's been in studio before. So I mean, hopefully he remembers me in person. But yeah. um, we'll but do uh, it. We'll guy fury be like yeah and then you know, i uh, sure
1: yeah. how to make this thing i made this thing the other day
0: <laughs> he's probably like every single day people are asking me how to make all these he, different items i
1: hope he's a wrestling i hope he's a wrestling fan we can just talk wrestling with the yeah guy here, yeah man. yeah well i told
0: my brother you know about you well i mean like you know the fight game media and all that stuff mm-hmm. the website like you know my brother is the biggest boxing fan i know like he is still purist to this day that that's like his number one love and uh You know, he said I was showing the website and all that stuff, and he was just like, "Wow, like content that he can just start absorbing and taking it all in." But no, my brother, uh, we joke, and for everyone listening, uh, you know, running joke, we call him Rain Man. He's just like he has like I always told him he had like just so much like useless knowledge in his head. He's like a walking almanac, but that's a good thing because like he'll know (laughs) random, he'll know random stuff. He knows like old school wrestling type things, and so. I like keeping them around, so if, like I don't know something. I'll be like Tommy, what was, uh, what, 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 yeah, what was the the X Y Z? What's the answer for that? Or What year was this happen? This event,
1: and he'll tell me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good.
0: Makes me look good. <laughs> so
1: that's no. uh, uh, Tom Kasser and I, uh, His brother Phil Castor, we We're yeah. talking about him yeah, off yeah. the air, but uh, uh, he was we used to say that about him all the time. Like hey. <laughs> Like he'll like I used to sit uh, hang out with him. He'd like talk about movies and stuff. He'll he'll tell you like who the grip was on the the full moon puppet master three. Like like he'll know like all these people, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so funny. Like that you're you're yeah. He, we gotta get Phil Caster, your brother, on the newest edition of Jeopardy. And I think we <laughs> they would, we would be uh, take side bets so we can make some extra money whatever they win. <laughs> yeah so.
0: exactly so uh but no thank you again to everyone for uh tuning in right now so please remember to subscribe to in the click on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and of course follow us on social media uh, at in the click in the click at gmail.com uh, a lot of stuff to talk about and uh, john excited to have you uh back on again like i was telling you off the air you, you know in the time that we got to know each other you've become like the greatest wrestling mind that I've I'm like getting to know or that I know of like I just respect all of your opinions and whatnot and first thing I want to talk about was so for the most part in this pandemic era Smackdown has been consistently one of the more entertaining shows some really fun storylines and the latest one That is grabbing a lot of people's attention, is of course obviously involving Roman Reigns, his cousin Jay, the Universal Championship. And here we are now, we're at the point where Roman has his cousin, you know, working for him, falling in line. And we've seen Jay kind of like breaking down, almost like, you know, mentally breaking down this past week on SmackDown. And for everyone who watched SmackDown, right, you already know what happened as far as. Uh, the opening segment, you know, Roman called him out for losing or Smack Team SmackDown getting swept at Survivor Series, and Jay Snap beat up poor Otis with a chair. And then later on, we saw Daniel Bryan against Sami Zayn for the IC title. Uh, Sami Zayn was able to win via countout. Daniel was gone in the backstage area, but then we saw Jay was beating him up. Kevin Owens got involved. Kevin then confronted uh, Jay and Roman. Backstage And of course Roman told his cousin like Dude why is he you know, talking you know, S- so he's, he's disrespecting us And then jump ahead to the, the main event Uh We saw Jay versus Kevin and uh Jay snapped again used the chair DQ Kevin then got Payback and started beating him up with the chair Started calling out Roman Reigns And I love I, I, I want to get your thoughts On just how that whole That narrative throughout the whole night of Smackdown Played out I really enjoyed just kevin owens and how he's starting to get involved with roman reigns's business
1: yeah no i i thought it was really good um i i i like the show long storyline and i think we the reason why we brought this up you're telling me before leading up to the show about because vince russo put a tweet out right mm-hmm. yeah uh, talking about like how can you put kevin owens in this position and it's just after being 50 50 booked etc for so long and now we got to take him serious so now now watch the segments on the uh-huh. show and I thought they did a good job of putting some steam on, 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 on Kevin Owens for this match. Like I thought everything's great. Roman Reigns storyline is the best storyline in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in WB, I think just in wrestling in general, it's very interesting. The head of the tables, really cool thing. The verbal abuse is kind of a little <laughs> bit much. With on Jay Russo, you know, I'm like, uh, so I'm like man, it's like he's really getting in his men. He's using him as a pawn, right? And his. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing all his dirty work and really getting him to kind of get that edge, but he's really just using him just to just to do all his dirty work for him. And then I like the thing with Owens when he was freaking out after he got his revenge on on, on Jay and now he's wants Roman. So to me, it picked up interest in that match, right? We, yeah, if it was just a cold match, he's just getting the title shot at the next pay-per-view for no reason. Yeah, it's it's a little silly, but they did a good job, at least putting some interest in that thing, and, and Owens is good. You know, he's always uh, he's a top guy, and he's good at promos, so he can build interest really quick. So, no, I, th- I thought they did a good job on it. And then, you know, Vince Russo, 50-50 booking, yes. There's a lot of 50-50 booking, WE's a lot of 50 booking everywhere, and mm-hmm. 50-50 booking, a lot of people may, may not know, is just basically what it is. It's like, you know, wrestler wins one week, and then the to a wins a match, and the guy he beats that week ends up beating him the next week or down the line gets his win back. Right. Yeah. No one really gets over that way. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, everyone's kind of seeing that same level. And yes, Owen's been the company for God, how long now? Four years, maybe four or five years. I'm guessing. I
0: think so. Yeah. At least five now. I mean, kind of the beginning of
1: NXT. So yeah. 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 So I'm mean, on the main roster. So about four years. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. he's been champion, non-champion, been in this program, you know, been the highs and lows of the, uh, of a career in, and yeah, WWE's the nature of the beast. It's not the territory days. We can't just send Kevin Owens out to Portland for you know six months and then bring him back to New York, right? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be there. That's just part of it. You know, that's the way wrestling is today. So the thing is, you got to put some steam back on guys. And I thought they did a good job of doing that with Owens in this situation, and um, I liked it. I thought it was good. At least he was passionate about it. You know, he's yelling. He's yelling right at the camera, like he knows Reigns is watching, right? Mm-hmm. He knows how he's been playing Jay, and he's like, fight me. Come on. Come on. Like, that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad you said all that as far as – so Kevin Owens, his time on the main roster, he's been, you know, heel. He's been babyface, babyface more this recent run. And I I appreciate he's almost like standing up against the bully. Mm -hmm. He sees Roman – Having just a negative relationship with his cousin Jay, and it's affecting Jay's mental well-being. He's taking out Daniel Bryan, and so Kevin Owens is you know jumping in, interfering to to get involved and stand up to him, and be like, dude, like this is not right. And so as uh, and Kevin Owens is already you know his presentation, you know his physique, the way he conducts himself. He's very much like the blue collar man, the everyday working man. I think that's like the vibe. I think a lot of people are, are attracted to him for. And so you you see this, how it's being played out. And it's like, I think it's really easy to root for him in this situation. And yeah, the way SmackDown ended, yeah, he started calling out Roman That the the TV shot. Roman staying in the backstage and staring at the TV screen. And perfect Kevin Owens is like talking to the camera, talking to Roman. And we're watching this whole interaction. And Paul Heyman, his facial reactions, like I think in many ways represents the audience at home of like, oh, my God, you're pissing off Roman. Like, who does that? Who has the balls to do that? So it, it's not official at the time of this recording, but it looks like they're going to have a match at TLC later on this month. And so with that being said, over the weekend, a lot of people are kind of reacting to the situation. So as you mentioned, the Vince Russo tweet. So, I have it here just to read it for everyone, just to uh, understand what we're coming from. So Vince Russo tweeted, some WWE booking problems are so basic and elementary. You can't 50 50 book a wrestler for years and then try to make your audience believe that he has a chance against your top guy. Rain slash Owens is a perfect example of why 50 50 booking doesn't, never has, and never will work. So I immediately saw that. I sent it to you and like I want to get your pick your brain. So I think this whole situation is, yeah, the whole discussion about 50 50 booking and then. Uh, my reaction as well is like okay we know Kevin Owens is gonna probably be the next opponent for Roman Reigns in the Universal Championship I'm excited for this because I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens I'm excited for that matchup I think it's gonna be really fun but part of me like I said as much as I'm excited the other part of me is I'm already having doubts and like there's no way Roman Reigns is losing this match Kevin Owens he, Roman Reigns is too hot. The storyline he's in is too compelling. He's he's not going to win this. So it just sucks as a wrestling fan. I already have doubts before this match has even been announced. And do you think that's just kind of a, a problem in pro wrestling today that me as an adult, as a wrestling fan, I already know kind of the outcome that's going to happen here?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it too is like you and I are older. We have yeah. seen the... We 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 know the formula at least, you know. Mm-hmm. We know like who's kind of we got we kind of already know who's gonna win, who's gonna lose for the most part. Of course, you know, of course we get surprised here and there, but now that because we're, we're in this wrestling bubble, we're in the wrestling yeah. bubble. News and knowing future storylines are reported, mm-hmm. so we kind of already know that stuff. So it kind of takes our edge off of our excitement off of matches, but what about little timmy that's you know 12 years old who's watching this and into every damn thing like to him he doesn't he doesn't really care how owens is booked but now he's probably excited about owens is firing up and wants to stand up to roman reigns you know if that's the case you know so we got to think about that way too um, i always think about both sides of it yeah sometimes i get you know stuck in my wrestling bubble but i'm like well cuz john you know because you kind of know this stuff already but like you know i i've talked to casual fans before and it's so much fun i love talking to casual fan it just loves it all because they're just so much fun to listen to because they're just like, Yeah, I can't wait for this match, this match and I'm I'm like I'm not gonna bust her bubble I'm like ah he's probably not gonna win, dude. But you know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'll never forget this. Like I was working at his place and I was like you know, still a big wrestling fan, of course. Always yeah. happen. And this customer walks in there and the, on the radio, probably listening to the bone. I'm sure we we're you. listening to the bone. And uh it was like a a a, a promotion for a a. For Super Brawl, WCW, right? And they're talking about you know Hogan and Piper and all these names. They're like ninety eight or something like that. It was like <laughs> ninety nine. And like the coworker's like, "Yeah, man, Piper, yeah, Roddy Piper." I just right? this customer, and I'm like, "Ah, he's old man. It's all about Chris Benoit. You know, that's the you know you, that's the, how you got. to watch Chris Benoit. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's yeah." All- I got staff because we're all about Ronnie Piper so it's like you know to, like you start understanding like it's, cause it's just interesting when you hear the casual audience and I think sometimes we gotta sometimes separate ourselves from the wrestling bubble and think like what's like what's like, what's, like the young kids are thinking when they're watching this stuff and then I know people are like well they're not getting the young demographics sliding but there's a lot of kids that still watch it I, I see them out there you know yeah. and, you know so it's uh you know look at my daughter shit you know you could tell Rhea Ripley's not being pushed right I and mean, she loves river so she's <laughs> yeah. five years old right so um uh, we just gotta think that way so i know us yes we kind of know probably reigns is not gonna lose to owens but I, like, I, my hope is always even i have no idea what the result's gonna be It still gave me a good match and if it's so good if the match is good enough mm-hmm. there'll be a moment where we suspend disbelief like oh shoot maybe they're gonna take the a title here yeah and that's why they can get you me specifically to get that oh sure they're gonna do it here. oh I just love it because I know that it's working. So I, yeah. I think I think the match is gonna be good because one Owens is really good. Reigns I think is a phenomenal talent. I've always been behind him for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for that guy when he's getting crapped on. Yeah, by the you know the hardcore fans. He like but like what what are your what's your issue with this guy? He's talented. He works hard. You know. because oh, they're pushing him. They pushed Hulk Hogan at our throats. Like for like they pushed John Cena. They pushed the rock like every whoever's on top is getting pushed so yeah. like daniel bryan in his run is getting pushed oh no you know he, he he made it himself sure he got over and they took they went with it so why are you still pissed like you know it's like you're getting worked if you think you're the one that's you know behind this thing not wwe no they're they're manipulating the situation they saw daniel bryan get hot and they just went with it you know
0: yeah well And that's the thing too, and you brought up another good point as far as, at the end of the day, wrestling in general, WWE specifically, is so hard to book and please uh, please the entire fan base because they have such a widespread uh, appeal. I mean, as you said, little kids, teenagers, young adults, middle-aged people, older people who've been fans for probably like 40 plus years, so... Mm -hmm. it's so tough to find that balance to book someone that pleases everyone. You just, you can't. And then for me, as you say, like I try to take a step back and be like, okay, like, okay, I see what's going on here and maybe I'm not perfectly fine with it or I'm I'm not totally agreeing what's going on here. But yeah, as you said, there might be a 10 year old kid watching right now. Some boy or girl is watching and Loves Kevin Owens and finally see him get this opportunity, kicking ass. And it's like, yeah, I yeah. love it. They don't know the last few months of like the back and forth matches with maybe with like Aleister Black or it's kind of you know he, he had his run against Seth Rollins WrestleMania. I mean, so yeah. it's well,
1: I, they're I, not they're not overly critiquing like we were in, dude. exactly. That's, that's our job. We're, our job. we're, we're critics and we're, yeah. we're you know we're doing our opinion, but like that's why I look man, I love the, the kids. Those are the best. They're the best. The, that's the real. That's the real the real barometer I think you know so I they, they just enjoy it and they have fun and god bless them because I remember I missed those days you know oh my I was... god
0: like yeah yeah no I'm with you it's like I, I think in many ways looking through a child's eyes of as far as pro wrestling goes it kind of brings me back down to reality or brings me back down to earth as far as is, if they're enjoying this then I what, quit like focusing on you know, negative tweets, social media, people's reactions, all that toxic stuff. And just enjoy the match for what it is. Take a step back and enjoy that. And so uh I, I get what you're saying. And then, like I said, that that's that's, you know, why ultimately we are pro wrestling fans, you know, for, for all that stuff. And so I guess also, you know, uh, Vince Russo's tweet, what it got to me was as far as. I get what he's saying he's being very critical of the situation as far as kevin owens in recent memory or at least this year he's been yeah booked 50 50 as far as like the different previous rivalries that he had where he'll win one and then lose one win at a pay-per-view lose the next pay-per-view so as far as being a credible opponent for roman reigns i could see that i understand where he's coming from but as you just brought up a good point well okay let's a good way to get some momentum for him again all right he beats the crap out of jay uso this week and i'm sure for the next few weeks he's going to be going on a, a good hot streak so is that the right way as far as building him up yeah. to get some uh momentum going for his match against roman
1: yeah i mean they didn't do the typical he's gonna win a number one contenders match and now he gets a title shot at tlc yeah. like they went out they went the pro wrestling route really like let's do an angle let's do it let's do let's have a confrontation have an issue uh he has a an issue with Jay that leads to Reigns and 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 he's a good guy to, to get that to get momentum behind him because he can cut that promo. You know, it's certain guys you can't put in that position because you need that big strong promo to get that get you invested in the story, to get you invested in him. Like you know, I when he cut that promo, he looked straight in the camera, he was passionate, he slammed the table, like I'm the head of the table. Come on, you want to come out. Like he was just like so fired up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, so that's what you need, a guy like that and he's a guy that can always get himself over when he needs to get himself over, so. Uh, I, like I said, I just no matter if I'm critical of a match or a show or a promotion, at the end of the day when I watch a show, I'm still just hoping for a really good show and really good matches and mm-hmm. entertainment. So, yeah, I might think Reigns is winning. Like, yeah, I feel it's going to happen, but I'm just wishing for a good show, good match. That's that's what I hope for every time I watch this stuff, and it puts me in a better mood when I watch wrestling.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just one last thought about this before we move on to our next topic was, okay, we know Roman is not going to be champion forever, even though I know Vince probably wants that, <laughs> but but, you know, this is wrestling, you know, Baby faces eventually defeat heels. Heels defeat baby. You know it's just a continuous cycle. So eventually Roman is gonna lose, and that's gonna be a big moment because if he goes on this long just dominant reign, no pun intended, of being Universal Champion, there's gonna be a point where someone has to defeat him. And so I guess my question for you is: now there's, there's different rumors. Is it gonna be Big E? Is it going to be... I mean, I even saw some people who want Kevin Owens to do it. Well, now Kevin Owens is obviously like first opponent post-Jey Uso storyline. So, I don't know if he's going to be the one unless they come back to that down the road. Drew McIntyre, you know, was kind of had a little thing going with him. So, not so much who's going to be the one to beat him. But down the road, eventually, when someone does beat him, how do you build up that credible babyface opponent to win for example, Drew McIntyre last, or this past year, excuse me. Yeah, wow, I can't believe it's still this year. But man,
1: yeah, man, yeah, it's, man, it's, man. So
0: beginning this year, <laughs> he won the Royal Rumble, and then that was the beginning of him like building up the road to WrestleMania and becoming this badass babyface, and he eventually beat Brock. And Brock is a perfect example of like a heel- uh monster champion who just dominates all the time and it, you know in some ways that was good or bad like it became to a point where it just wasn't believable someone else was gonna beat him so like every match he had he, oh yeah he's gonna win here so roman could almost kind of fall in line to that same uh, uh uh tendency so with that being said and we even saw for example like kofi the year before you know kofi mania his organic uh 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 Uh, 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 match at Elimination Chamber, which set him up against for that great moment against Daniel Bryan. So organically, there are ways that Babyface can just naturally get over and that rockets on him. But I guess, you know, hypothetically speaking, what do you think might be the best way to start building up a Babyface to eventually take out Roman? Is it just simply winning the Royal Rumble? Or is there some other ways that you can kind of start building someone up and be like, that's the guy. That's the one who's going to do it. I cannot wait for that moment.
1: It's kind of their formula, right? Like the Royal Rumble winners. Yeah, usually the guy that's going to win, the, be in the biggest match at least with the the championship. Uh, Big E is a good choice, you know. I, I think Reigns could lose a title and still be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can maybe transition to a feud with. Reigns versus a babyface Brock Lesnar because Paul Heyman's with Reigns, and what does he do if that happens? If Brock comes back, you could do something like that post WrestleMania, so you can get Big E over by simply winning the Rumble. That's easy, but but it's always works though. The Rumble works, especially if it's. <laughs> and I think people want Big E. I think people want to be behind him. He's, he's he's been there for a long time, but he's been part of this tag team title, tag team, the New Day, a successful team, a higher popular team. But I think he's always been a guy that you really want to see this guy explode, you know, because he's so talented. He's powerful, has a great personality, can do a great promo. Um, I I think it's, I would do the Rumble win, of course. Mm-hmm. I would have him in some kind of program leading up to the, you know, Reigns and do WrestleMania when when clean there. And then do something with Brock, come back post-WrestleMania. I don't think you need Brock for WrestleMania, but Brock for a SummerSlam versus Reigns, I would like to see Reigns beat Brock, you know, coming out of it. And then maybe to see how Big E does as champion. Now, here's the thing. You got to follow up with Big E after he was a title. Kofi won the title, title had this big moment. They really didn't really do much with him. He didn't really have a strong programs. Yeah. I know he wrestled Daniel Bryan. You know, they had good matches, but. Randy Orton, I remember as well. Yeah. Yeah. They had a good match. I don't know. They need to have some kind of momentum past. It's all about the follow-up. When you give a guy a title, it's all about the follow-up. Who's yeah. next? Who's gonna keep that momentum going for them? Winning, getting a peaking guy to win a title not as hard as actually keeping the momentum going after. Like you know, Sting who wins the title ninety, like the great build. He chases Flair, wins mm-hmm. the belt, and then like he had no data, had no ready, they had no challenge ready. They had you know they created a guy, Black Scorpion, who they didn't know who was gonna be for a long <laughs> yes, time. Yes, yes. Um, Sid Vicious was the guy, a good guy for him to wrestle, but he was overshadowed by the Black Scorpion stuff. So. You know, you have to have some kind of plan and follow-up with Big E if he wins the title. Well, yeah, I, I think you can make him hot enough to where that's a big WrestleMania main event. Or you can go back to him versus Drew and do a title-for-title title thing, too, in WrestleMania. Or save that for next year when, you know. But then how do you keep Drew, you know, still fresh? Because he needs new opponents, too. Like, you know, how many times can we see the same? drop Zuger get going to just dust off and get on title shot. Like, he's different. Like, Dolph <laughs> is different than Owens. Dolph has a harder time to get people invested in, like, oh, man, he's getting a title shot here. Like, we've seen him because he's been there for so long. Where Owens has been there for a long time, but he has a great promo ability to really get himself over and fired up and get you fired up. So, yeah, I know it's a tricky thing. Just wrestling in general now, it's, just, it's a hard thing to book now because they don't go anywhere. They're mm-hmm. still there, you know? You, they can go to Raw, but then they're still sometimes featured on SmackDown or still kind of Interact. It's it's a it's a tough. I mean, God, man, writing for the WWE is a tough gig, you know, and being creative. But I was still able to do it though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me I a can, shot. Bro. I don't give me. A, I don't care. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I I'll can only me. imagine. Yeah, no, no. I, I out, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. You, you brought up a lot of good points there. So yeah, that there's yeah. At the end of the day, a Royal Rumble win is always a great way to jumpstart someone's big singles push. So with that being said, if Big E is going to be the one, for example. I just hope maybe month of December start doing stuff with him. I know he's been doing a lot of backstage segments on SmackDown recently. He hasn't had a lot of matches. I think he's like it looks a like feud. yeah, it looks like Sami Zayn might be something for him to start working with cuz him and Sami had a little inter- interaction this week on SmackDown and he even referenced a, a five count, which I thought was cool. <laughs> that was great, Colin.
1: That'd be a great thing like, you know, he wins the he wins the Intercontinental title at the Rumble. Right, mm. they build up the storyline where Big E in the in the uh, one of the opening matches wins the Intercontinental title at the Rumble, and you think, "Oh man, that's his moment, the Intercontinental title, yay!" But then he gets in the Rumble, and now he's won the final four. Then you're like, "Okay, he's probably gonna go out. It's gonna be this. Oh shit! Now it's Big E and someone really good. Like I'd put him with a guy that can really go, like an AJ Styles. Or something. Yeah, you know, like someone of that caliber that's gonna be able to go like." Ten extra minutes in the rumble, like make it like like. Remember, I know there were two different personalities and mega stars, with Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, but they had like a good like full match as the final two. Mm-hmm. I think the rumble sometimes needs that like two guys, match. Just, you know, a match with the like, match within a match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know all the you know teasing eliminations et cetera and like make it like wow man that was a, what a what a finale right yeah I think that would also help Biggie get over not only win the Intercontinental title at the Rumble then he wins the Rumble now he's a champion then you have him as the Intercontinental versus Reigns as the champion it could be a freaking title for title situation like make the stakes even higher and then yeah have them both you know and be like sit there in the middle of the ring with both titles and streamers and all the all the fun stuff come out all the baby face the new day come out that they keep them a separate until then yeah for the big celebration here comes kofi here comes xavier yeah They're all hugging and crying and it's a great moment like shit i like this already I'm gonna, i know I'm it's like, gonna, like i'm getting teary i just think of that potential moment because i mean you I, could do so much it's it's it that'd be that yeah i'm, I'm on the biggie train now biggie yeah. big e
0: i know. like well for example i mean I, I was lucky enough to be in brooklyn or i mean it was uh uh, where the Giants, New York Giants play in New Jersey for WrestleMania last year. And to w- w- watch Kofi win, defeat Daniel Bryan, the crowd erupted, and just how that energy was so amazing. And yeah. if they're able to somehow replicate that with Big E, that, that can be really awesome and such a powerful moment for him as well, and where he's you know, his journey in WWE. From, you know, FCW, NXT to, you know, WWE itself. So, uh, I'm all for that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's something we can kind of keep our eyes on over the coming months. Is Reigns, we know, is probably going to dominate for a long time. Eventually, he's going to have to lose. So, are they going to properly book someone that is credible, believable? And when that match does happen, it's going to have some question marks of, like, I don't know who's going to win this one. It's, It's tough to predict here. So, looking forward to all that stuff it's going to be exciting I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to tlc i'm looking forward i can't believe royal rumble's gonna be here before we know it and so that's
1: gonna be God, a no fans royal rumble i hope they figure something out before then.
0: yeah i mean there's the latest rumors is you know hopefully by early january they want to have a a, a decision made if uh WrestleVotes was tweeting out early if you have a crowd or some partial crowd there i mean Listen, people, if you want fans there, wear your mask. Let's get this uh you know, whole pandemic under control. So uh I'll get off my uh soapbox now. <laughs> but um uh, uh uh another thing I want to talk about real quick, and this is something you and I were going back uh with earlier today. So I guess Tony Khan did a media call today promoting Winter Is Coming, an AEW Dynamite Show happening tomorrow night on TNT and one of the big takeaways he covered a lot of topics but the big takeaway was he just flat out said John Moxley will not defend the IWGP US title at Wrestle Kingdom in January um so a lot of people were speculating oh man that sucks how can he do that you know just internet you know people tweeting a lot of people going back and forth um And that's one thing I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. He is IWGP U.S. champion. Not only is the uh, AEW world champion, he also has this other title. And theoretically, Wrestle Kingdom is WrestleMania for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you would think that title will be defended there. And I think a lot of people were already speculating, oh, he's probably going to lose to Kenny Omega this Wednesday. Drop the title, quarantine for a couple weeks, head to Japan, drop the title, the IWGP U.S. title to kenta at wrestle kingdom then come back quarantine for a couple of weeks and then be back on dynamite so <laughs> you and i had this little exchange we saw some people tweeting about and stuff and i just tweeted at you i think uh you know when when tony khan said that i was like it's a work brother <laughs> it's like tony khan you know i think he's doing his best as the owner of AEW, trying to maintain some kayfabe and um uh, not throwing, you know, uh, uh, trying to... Uh, I think he's trying to mislead some people on purpose. That's my guess, you know, is here just speculating. Uh, I mean, I, I throw this on Twitter to you. I said, ah, oh, would it be awesome if it was... It's one big work, and Kenta was the one who really attacked John Moxley a couple weeks ago in Dynamite. And it's going to set up their match for Wrestle Kingdom, and then will that officially acknowledge a working relationship between New Japan and AEW. Um so yeah kind of your whole thoughts on just Moxley as far as Tony Khan saying in his media call that he will not defend the title at Wrestle Kingdom.
1: I mean I could see Tony Khan kind of putting that out there so he just want his result kind of already given away, you know, if he's Omega would beat him tomorrow or whatever, you know. So I, I could see that, but and I see your I like your idea of Kenta attacking would it be great if he actually had if stuck for over more than just a week, you know, cause like next, the next week, last week came out, he's attacking the Kenny Omega. Like he's fine. Like that backstage attack wasn't that vicious. So yeah. I don't know if I want to put Kenta in that light of not, not really <laughs> doing DM a good up. job. Doing a good job. Right. <laughs> uh, I say, just screw it. Take the belt off him. Give it to Kenta who already won a tournament and just be done with it. You know, like <laughs> just cause I like that. I think they have something cool going with that New Nutri- brand Strong show, and mm-hmm. I think that title needs to be there on that show as their goal, instead of just Kenta defending the briefcase all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, if they can't make it work, I just say you know, sh- strip them and maybe have uh, Kenta versus the number one contender guy or something like that at the dome or for the vacant title. I mean, people will be disappointed, but I think people will be over it. You know, it's. I don't think people in Japan really care because the only guy they really do care about is Kenny Omega. That would be a big deal for Japanese fans. Mm-hmm. The Bucks and Cody, they were just they were part of it, but they weren't as they weren't as important to the New Japan fans. Yeah, we talked to New Japan fans, there, the the, the 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 Japanese fans. It's Omega because he they feel he is part of them. Mm-hmm. But Bucks and Cody, they're like and Paige, they're like oh man, they're cool too. Mm-hmm. And I think John Moxie might be the same way, you know. So I think they would be over it and it wouldn't lose the credibility of the title. I think Keno would be a great champion and hope my buddy Jeff Cobb wins it one day. Yeah. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. So Well Yeah, that's what I would do. I, I mean, I'd, mean, they, just be, I'd be frustrated be say, screw it and I'll just we'll just do that
0: I mean for me, I'm not so like you, I it's to me it's not a big deal if they strip it from him because I think for most people, you know, take a step back. We're in the middle of a pandemic, things are not playing out i think how people obviously want it to play out so at the end of the day john moxley bread and butter is aew he's the world champion I, I, not to devalue the u.s championship but that's like his second option tier baby whatever you want to call it so i think if he was to drop that it's not the end of the world we know it's a pandemic i think people can suspend you know any frustration and just realize listen we're in a pandemic Certain storylines are not gonna play out how I think people attended. It's okay. Like, let's just strip it off him, start fresh, start over. And as you say, yeah, maybe defend it. It can be really become the number one title for New Japan Strong down in Southern California. Just start over. You know, fresh start down there. That's fine by me. I'm not gonna get, oh my god, he did not properly lose it or drop it. Like, come on, or, people.
1: Or when this pandemic hopefully ends very soon, hopefully the you know, praying and praying and praying. Yeah. And once travel's okay and people start traveling again, you have him come back to challenge for a he never lost. Now you have a, a bona fide match and a reason to have it. Say it's Kenta whoever, and then they beat him. And so now the lineage is back to normal. Now there's you know, now there's no issue because whoever the champion is beat Moxley, the former champion who was stripped and never lost it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to wait, be patient for that when it happens, you know, because yeah. Moxley has the contract where he can do what he wants. Like <laughs> he has, he could take other bookings, you know, as long as it doesn't conflict with uh, AEW's bookings. Yeah.
0: I mean, and then you do course correction down the road. It's wrestling. It's a great thing. You can rewrite stuff and adjust accordingly. I mean, that's the great thing about wrestling is like, you can write yourself out of something, you know, like for example, on a complete well, side, of, like, like Cody, can never challenge for the world title ever again. You know, okay, he yeah. says that, but I was like, I always say like a year from now, he can say, you know what, I'll put up my EVP title on the line. <laughs> and oh, yeah. for, for, you know, if I lose that, then I'm no longer in charge and I can never fight for the title. I mean, so yeah, there's always some stakes you can create to redo previous stipulations.
1: <laughs> so In my experience of booking, mm-hmm. I've had many times where like, have things set, ready to go. Day of the show, certain guy doesn't show up. Yeah. Not because no shows, or like a car broke down, I'm mm-hmm. sick, a fan member dies, whatever. And you just got to change it up. And sometimes that like rush of like, okay, I got to figure this out. Like sometimes better things can happen than what you already had planned. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, so just like, for example, like when I started Premier Wrestling, um timmy thatcher was my the my minimum one champ he's gonna be the champion right mm-hmm. and he hurt his back like the week of the show he's like dude i can't make i can't do it but i'll be there so it's like and i'm like yeah if he could be there and show the fans that you know you showed up i would appreciate that and everything and he did a, you know did the interview talked about his back injury and the funniest thing like because dave dutra is one of my really good friends <laughs> and one of the things i told but i told him when i started premiere i was like you know, you'll never win the title because I don't want people saying, oh, there's, I, you got the belt because you're just good friends with LaRocca, right? And so, but that night, because of what happened, I had a, the best guy at that time was Dave Dutra, so I went with Dave Dutra, but then I quickly turned it to Jeff Cobb, which ended up being Jeff Cobb was supposed to have this long chase to get the title from Tim, ended up being this long... And so he wins the belt quickly and becomes this long defending champion, which got over, which led to J.R. Kratos... Beating him, who <laughs> at the time wasn't going to be the guy that beats Jeff, it was going to be Oliver John, but Oliver John got his career ending injury. Yeah. But then JR won it, and I said, shit, I'm going to pee pushing JR. So JR went on a long run, and so he had a really good title run. It just worked out that way because, you know, you just got to, you got to, things happen, and like down the line, it's going to, it'll work out for the better, probably. And just like Moxley, sure, you strip him the title, you give it to Kenta, whoever. You have a ready-made match sometime down the line when hopefully there's gonna be a bigger crowd there that can enjoy it
0: yeah even on uh, a side note i believe even more recently like for you i'm guessing probably an apw i forgot what it was i think it was like a tag team match was supposed to happen but something happened but it was advertised and then i was showed up and then like i think the main event turned into like a fatal four-way or something i, I, don't, I don't remember specific I remember yeah,
1: yeah yeah i don't remember yeah, yeah. specific
0: Mark- people but I, I remember i assume for you guys probably like trying to come up with okay how can we adjust based on who's here right now so yeah props to you guys for who are doing that
1: just it to please all us the time, especially on the indie level at, at you know it's like so for people freaking out about something shit just happens yeah but you know so you can like I said, always course correct and always do, do something else and it's probably, maybe it maybe be better
0: Yeah, so, like, for me, and like I said, I I think the big thing is, for me, Tony Khan, as much of as a fan, he is a pro wrestling, when I read those comments, I'm like, he's probably, of course he has to say that, you think he's gonna say, yeah, he's gonna be there, and so then everyone's gonna, as you said, it's probably just, everyone's gonna assume, oh, he's gonna lose to Kenny Omega this Wednesday, no, you gotta kind of create some surprise, it's wrestling, man, like, you don't believe everything you say, you know, like, suspend your disbelief and just Go what they're saying and then see how it plays out. I'm excited for tomorrow night for winter is coming. It's going to be, apparently, TNT's is letting them have an overrun. They're going to, it's going to be a 60 minute match. And so, you know, it's a stack card already. And so we'll see how long they, they go for.
1: If they, I, mean, I know Omega has been, does yeah. long match in the past. Obviously, the Akata match. Yeah. Kata match. It. I wonder if Moxley could go that long. And I don't know. I mean, they probably can go. At least 30, 40. forty. I'm, I'm sure they're going twenty five yeah. plus. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just hope it, I'm just hoping it's a good match. I hope this is the match that's really gonna have that great Moxley match. You know, I know, we, I, I think the matches he had that were really good, I liked, were all New Japan, but that was with Suzuki <laughs> and Ishii, etc. So, um, I want to see him uh, have that match in AEW because for me personally, I haven't seen that big, great John Moxley match in mm-hmm. AEW. I mean, at least, yeah.
0: maybe we'll get tomorrow. Yeah, even his Archer match, I think, was better in New Japan than the one in, on. Um, Definitely was. Yeah, it was uh, all all out. Or wait, was it all out Did they wrestle that they wrestled? Or no, no, sorry, that was uh, uh maybe the the anniversary yeah, fight, show. Fight, fight, yeah, anniversary. Yeah, Man, so much. October
1: fourteenth Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. So, well. like I said, I, I, I read the comments. I didn't get like super bummed out because I'm like, as you said, we're older. We've seen enough. Just. All right. Okay, cool. You're saying that? Cool. All right. Co- thanks, Tony, for, uh, Tony for uh, saying that. But I'm still going to watch, and we'll react to that. And, uh, you know, th- there's ways they can work around it. So I'm not going to... I be laughed
1: with- at, a, at, a, at a conference for Tony Khan, AEW winners, where people are asking about New Japan questions. Is boxing going to be at New Japan? <laughs> like, who's that person? <laughs> She's probably like, Ugh. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Another- I really think... Everyone's like, oh, like, some people are like, oh, they need to work together. They need to be together. You know what? I think New Japan's fine on their own. I don't think they necessarily need AEW. I think they need it maybe for the U.S. market a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think if they book the U.S. market correctly, if they do the smaller shows first, small, and then – but make sure you still bring in some stars to kind of build up. Like, you know, don't leave the – Tanahashi's and Okada's always in Japan like every once in a while bring them out here for the mm-hmm. big, the bigger US shows and yeah and kind of keep them momentum there and I, obviously finding a TV outlet is a must. Yeah. So I I think they can. I you know, I think I think they'll find something. Yeah, I'm front. Front. I'm
0: looking forward to it, no matter what. I mean, Wrestle King.
1: Oh, one last thing. I mean, uh, I I forgot
0: who was it. Uh, I don't know, was it my buddy Alonzo? Oh, I'm trying to remember, but someone said what happened if hypothetically, because Kenta is still based in the U.S., I believe, and Moxley obviously in the U.S., could they have their match at uh, where New Japan Strong holds their their shows, and maybe they can film it, whatever, and then it can just be inserted into Wrestle Kingdom's show, not like a, a cinematic match per se, but you know something that's pre-tape that's part of the show. I mean, I don't know.
1: I, I I mean, or they could just air it down the line, like build up a, a big. New Japan Strong show makes people want to check that out. You know? Yeah, get more people to buy into the, the the streaming service to see that match. Maybe there'll be other people. I, I I honestly I see as a booker, I see a lot of benefit in stripping him the title and putting it on Kenta because Kenta yeah. can always say he's the greatest, and that Moxley ducked him. Yeah, like you know, he he was scared of me because he knew I was kick his head off and all yeah. this stuff. He can always talk anytime Moxley comes up or his his uh, credibility of, the, of being a champion. he'd Be like. I would have beat him if we wrestled, but he's scared of me. That's why we had to strip him. Cause he never wanted to come here and fight me, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then now you, you'd always kind of throw those little nuggets out there for six to whatever months, whatever, till we finally get some, the pandemic over the moxie. Cause man, man, I saw, I heard all the shit you talk, buddy. I heard all the shit <laughs> coming from my belt. I'm going to beat your ass bubble. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then the, like, perfect, right? Like, God, mm-hmm. that, that storyline writes itself if we did yeah. it that way. Yeah. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Right. So we got Biggie versus Reigns at WrestleMania. <laughs> we got the Moxley and Kenta down in June of 2021. <laughs> We're, yeah, dude, you and I, let's, let's go.
0: Let's take over the wrestling world. And we, just gotta, we got some big match in 2021. We got yeah. some big matches. People listen right now. Uh, another <laughs> topic I want to get into, and this one, um, I don't see a lot of other outlets talk about this. Which is fine, and this is something that I personally been just keeping my eye on, and I've really been kind of you know, just curious see how this been playing out. So listen, we know NXT, you know they they occasionally get some good factions going. Undisputed Era has been doing their thing for a couple years now. So, and I, I kind of thought of this just after watching last week's episode of NXT. We saw a little another like backstage pre-tape. Segment with Legado del Fantasma. I gotta get my uh, enunciation in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, we saw Santos Escobar, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild backstage and just, you know, talking amongst themselves. I love when they kind of do like these little sit downs, uh, segments talking to each other and kind of laying out their strategy to kind of just dominate NXT. And you know, when I see that, it gets me going because like they, they were a little bit off TV for a while recently. But it's like I think they're starting to kind of jumpstart them again as a faction, which I'm excited for. So my initial just question for you is, do you think Legado del Fantasma can be the next big faction in NXT? And I say that kind of cautiously because, listen, Undisputed Era is still there. They're doing their thing. They're going to be in war games. They're back on TV. So I kind of worry they're going to be on the back burner for a bit. But do you think eventually they can be... The next best thing to kind of run the show for NXT,
1: um, well, first of all, anything's possible. But yeah. I think they have a, they have a little bit of a, I mean, Walking Wild and mendez are really good, but I don't know if they're the the level of like Roderick Strong or Kyle Riley. You know, mm-hmm. I think it could be a great. I think Santos Escobar is a super talented guy. I think he. I think what stands out more than anything is his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I think his wrestling, I think he still has that Lucha in him a little bit, so I think once he starts to learn the America style more, I mean, he can do it, but I mean, there's certain things in his game I think he really needs to work on, um, but his presence, like, the way he carries himself during promos, he feels like a star. I think I think once he gets away from the Cruiserweight title, which, you know, they, they do a good job of giving it credibility. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's you know a bad championship to have, but I think he needs to get, a, like, if he can move on to the North American title, if, <laughs> if Walking Wild and Raul Mendoza can be, like, a hell of a workhorse tag team in the tag team titles, and because, like, have they can have really good matches. Raul Mendoza's, like, freaking super talented. He's, like, under the radar, like, people, like, it's, like, the people in the business know, like, this guy's really good. I think the fans kind of overlook him, but, like, that guy can freaking go, and there's, like, people wonder like why does he have a contract because he can bust his ass and go and you need guys like that in the card right Mm -hmm. like i was booking like randall mendoza will always have a spot in my card right yeah to go out there and have a good match and i think i would love to see them with the tag titles i would love to see them elevated i think right now it's okay where they're at now i think you can slowly move them maybe not in 2021 but i think maybe 2022 you can definitely look at them moving up because i think santo Escobar, it's all about you know it's you got Adam Cole, right? It all starts with him, right? Because he's such a such a phenomenal uh, performer. I think Escobar could get there as well because he has that in him, the way he carries himself, and I think he can be that big guy. But he, you gotta have like slow steps with him, like don't try to rush it now. Mm-hmm. But I think twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty two, you start, you know, moving him out of that cruiserweight division. Maybe at the end of this, I mean, at the, maybe at the end of the maybe the fall of twenty twenty one, you start moving him out of that cruiserweight division and kind of start building him up towards a, a bigger championship. But yeah, I think so. Cause they're all three guys really talented. I'd say add to their act, maybe not a fourth person, but maybe like a, like a hot valet manager yeah. or a business or a, man, just a manager, some kind of businessman. You know, I know Santa Escobar could do like great promo. He doesn't really need someone to talk for him, but he needs some, it's like, they're like a really good salad. Right, they have a lot of good salad. They have like they have great tomatoes. They have great onions. But like, dude, like let's throw some crunch on it. Let's throw some croutons, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, give me like a like a hot Latina that can kind of eye catch, interfere. Um, give me a just jacked up dude bodyguard for Santos Escobar, right? Just to be kind of like his muscle, who doesn't wrestle but interferes. Like once you start adding to the group, mm. then I think they can start moving up higher. I think, I think okay, adds pieces to me um maybe a fourth member that can wrestle maybe that big guy that big guy maybe it's like like a batista potential like you see like a potential in him like a batista yeah he can break out and be a monster and he can feed with santos and stuff like that you know i don't know i'm just kind of throwing stuff out there but, yeah um, i just i mean they're a great group and i would love the i would love the, i think they have great potential and i, I think it's out of the out of the box to say, Hey man, these, could these guys be a top act? Yeah. Hell yeah. they they're all, they're all three talented guys.
0: That's what I was sorry. I was looking up, uh, I was just trying to think of who could that be,
1: uh, for the, the for, for, like a,
0: or a, as a female, like valet personnel.
1: Well, she's I, Brazilian, but there's a uh, Rita Hayes is there. She, um, she's a super, I mean, she's a legit black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu girl that's there, but she's still very young. She's the, she was the zombie that did the spot with, uh, uh, Cameron Grimes and the match with uh, Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I mean I...
1: she's gorgeous and then she's like like a legit badass though. Like, you know Okay. Like, you
0: no, know. mm, so, good point.
1: Maybe that would be good for her to kind of get her feet wet with like being a valet and then when she's ready to wrestle, you know, then she can get involved, you know. I was just
0: thinking Obviously,
1: like Selena uh, Vega would have been great because you know, but you know,
0: I was just looking up on MLW, uh Selena De La Renta. I mean, I don't know much too mu- too much about her. I know Oh yeah, she would be great. And then WWE wants her. They've been hiring her for a long time, but she has a
1: contract at MLW. I don't okay. know how long
0: it is. So uh that's someone I thought like was it Cornette or someone said like he sees like, a lot of sunny in her, if I remember correctly. Oh, she's yeah.
1: great. She's the high she's one of the highlights of MLW. Yeah, so um, I just you know, I was like,
0: oh my god, she would be perfect in that role. Um, so yeah, like I, okay, because the reason I kind of started thinking about this faction, well, one, I mean, Undisputed Era for the longest time has been rumored they're going to eventually get called up to Raw or SmackDown. It hasn't happened yet. Good or bad, I mean, mostly good that they stayed on NXT for many reasons. And with that being said, I kind of wonder if uh, Escobar and, and, and company, I wonder if their push has been kind of, Put back a little bit because it's like they got to wait for Undisputed Era to clear out before they can slide into that spot. So, but then it sounds, it sounds like you know they're kind of still in a good spot as far as just still kind of growing organically and being patient.
1: Yeah, and they're and they're kind of split between two shows, right? Because you got 205 Live that yeah. they still have, so they're part of that. Um, obviously, because he's the 205 champion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a program in the future for him once this pandemic ends with um, Jordan Devlin and, and UK because he is the cruiserweight champion or, yep. you know, he is the rightful owner technically. So there's issues there and and they could have a great match when they finally accept because Jordan Devlin's like one of the best in the world. I mean, he's a super talented guy. Damn. They could well, use that.
0: You know? Yeah, well, I was just thinking because, yeah, Jordan finally made his big return on NXT UK recently. Yep. And to, I'm the champion. He's like vocal. That's his like motivation. Yeah. I'm the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. So I don't know if they'll do another Worlds Collide show in the near future.
1: I, hope so. well, I think, World, from what I understand, Worlds Collide was supposed to be a yearly thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: tested it out at what? One of the whether it was WrestleMania they tested it out. Yeah, like in on Brooklyn. The, or Brooklyn,
0: I, Yeah. I, I was at Access and I'm walking. I, and I see them filming the matches there, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Uh, and it was like on the I network. To go back and watch
1: those shows, but like when I found out that World's Worlds Collapse is going to be its own special event on the network, and like, and I saw oh shit NXT UK versus NXT. Holy shit, man! Those are two talented rosters. I was like. Extremely excited, and I love that show. That show was freaking awesome. Man. Yeah, Vince, dude, we were on a, such a roll, dude. Like, wrestling was on a good roll before this pandemic. A damn, yeah. pandemic. Like, I know. a good Rumble. <laughs> NXT Takeover Seattle was freaking off the hook. That was yeah. like, one of their best shows they ever had. I can't be really said off the hook. I'm old. Sorry, folks. um <laughs> uh, And Winslow collide was really good. And yeah. NXT NXT UK Takeover was really good. I get what you're saying,
0: like, worlds collide, I love that, I love that it was set up and presented like a takeover vibe, even though it wasn't officially like a takeover show, it had the same feeling and atmosphere, and you brought the two rosters together, I loved all that, and then, so yeah, for for Jordan and Escobar, that's a natural storyline right there, champion versus champion, who's the real official NXT Cruiserweight champion, I guess for me, like, my whole motivation for really starting to get emotionally caught up with Escobar and what they're doing is and this is a little bit of a long shot, a stretch. And I was telling this before we we recorded tonight. So, you know, look at the Bullet Club example, how they form, you know, Finn Balor, aka Prince Devitt. He formed Bullet Club after winning the IWGP uh or junior heavyweight champion. Is it junior or lightweight? I'm getting my my weight junior, junior uh heavyweight
1: champion.
0: So so uh he won that and start forming, you know, the faction stuff. And so I was like, Oh, I kind of see similarities as far as, okay, Escobar is not winning like the main title yet, but he's winning something, you know, as far as the, the Cruiserweight Championship and he starts building around him. So I don't know. I just, like you said, it's, it's a stretch a little bit, but I, that's how I kind of loosely made that, the comparison together. And that's what I was kind of hoping for. We'll see something. And by like what you said, I think. Eventually he's gonna have to drop that Because I think he is pretty much dominating everyone in that division Eventually he should drop it And then yeah maybe North American Championship And then the other two guys can win the tag titles They have all the gold You know as far as amongst the three of them Then add another member maybe Yeah a big big hoss of some sort Or a female valet So I like all those possibilities And I think that could be some really fun uh, Progression for them At the beginning part of 2021 So I'm all for it, but yeah, I, I, I have high hopes for them. I'm excited for them. I like factions, and when they're done right, they're super awesome to watch and keep everything entertaining. So, all that good stuff. So, um, let's see. I'm looking at the time right now. I know we're going kind of long. I know we maybe have one more point, but maybe just asking you on the podcast, maybe should we hold off on that to maybe next week or something? kind Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll get another week to play out, but I remember we're yeah. frustrated about it, but we'll... We'll let us we'll let us see how it goes next week and if yeah I'm still frustrated or not. <laughs> yeah yeah no
0: actually yeah that's a good point we'll, we'll uh just a little teaser some tony storm discussion and we can maybe save that uh post-war games and see how that plays out and maybe yeah as you said maybe our thoughts uh will change a little bit post-war games and we kind of explain where we're coming from with all this so uh a lot of fun tonight recording with you john <laughs> i kind of wanted like i was thinking this almost feels like in the click, like after dark, because like, you and I are recording a little bit later at night.
1: So. Yeah, I know. I apologize. That's my fault. That's my fault. Though. No, it's
0: all good. It's just, uh yeah, I uh, I enjoy the, the vibe. You know, it's like you and I, you know, ranting and raving over wrestling uh, on a Tuesday night. It's all good. So uh, on that note, let's start wrapping things up. So, uh yeah, John, please tell all the clicksters out there how can they follow you and all the good stuff that you're a, a part of right now
1: you can follow me on twitter at Laroca jl that's l-a-r-o-c-c-a-j-l and also you can follow our uh our fight game podcast uh twitter page uh fight game media at fight game media and uh, go to fightgamemedia.com for all our great content of well, not just wrestling news but mma boxing amateur wrestling even some pop pop culture fun we're going to add to that um and find us on our podcasts on uh, on uh, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, everywhere you get uh, podcasts. So um, Garrett Gonzalez and I have a really fun show. Um, we, uh, unlike Baby Hugh and I, we're just we're just we like we're hugging, we're high fiving. Sometimes Garrett we be <laughs> stubborn about something and I'll be stubborn about something, and then we'll argue for a good twenty minutes. And people seem to really enjoy us, but uh, doing that. But but uh, well, yeah, I have a lot of fun recording that show, of course, and then uh, a lot of fun recording here with. the and getting to know the Clicksters out there, you know. Thanks, thanks for welcoming me to the the Click and uh, curtain call. One, you know, no, no, no curtain calls. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here for a long time. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, check our check out Five Game Media. Check out what we have. I think you'll really enjoy the content we put out there.
0: Awesome, and uh, yeah, Baby Huey here, follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83, and please, you know, subscribe to the podcast, like I said, top of the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, those are like the big three platforms I see everyone talking about, but we're on a bunch of other platforms as well, and if we're missing one, email me in the click at gmail.com, let me know, and please rate, comment, share the podcast, you know, we like that organic, speaking of organic getting over we love all the support we can get and just please spread the word. Uh, hopefully this coming week, I'm going to start getting some more stuff on our YouTube page. So if you want to subscribe there, be uh, be one of the first ones to get those notifications. And uh, I'm trying to think anything else. Yeah, please subscribe. Follow us over at 1077thebone.com where I put all these episodes at as well. Um, little little uh, uh, forward promoting. I'm going to be recording an interview with Montez Ford, one half of the SmackDown Tag Team Champions from the Street Profits. Looking forward to that. And so just if you subscribe, then you'll get the alerts when that interview drops. And a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of stuff to talk about. We got Dynamite coming up this week. War Games this weekend. So a lot of fun stuff in uh, pro wrestling for the month of December.
1: So on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.